Well, welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Corey Allen, and as always, I'm joined by my wife of 30 years, Pam. And on Sexy Marriage Radio, we're having regular conversations to help you cultivate the space between you and your spouse, be that the mental, emotional, physical, erotic, and spiritual spaces. We explore the wisdom and skills of the marriage and relationship world's most brilliant minds through in-depth conversations with authors, counselors, psychologists, professors, doctors, specialists, and, of course, Pam, members of the nation. Each episode explores topics every relationship faces and offers conversation starters or actions that you can use to propel life and marriage into more deeper and more meaningful conversations. So if you're new to the show and you're looking for a handy way to tell your friends about Sexy Marriage Radio, check out the episode starter packs. These are collections of our favorite episodes organized by topics, and they help new listeners get a taste of everything we do on the show. Go to smr.fm slash starter. And if you got some feedback, let us know. We want If you want us to address something specific, send us a message by calling the show at 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So Pam, coming up today, mm-hmm. uh, we've got the regular version and the extended version like we always do. And on the regular version, um, we, we had an opportunity from an old resource that uh, was actually introduced to many, many years ago in Sexy Marriage Radio. Uh, called Our Intimate Choices. And it's a worksheet to go through to help have conversations about the various, what would you say, do's and don'ts that you're comfortable with mm-hmm. <laughs> as mm-hmm. it pertains to uh, your faith, your morals, and even just your comfort level. And But centered around your sex life. Right, centered yeah. around your sex life. Uh, so it's a great conversation piece in, in conversation aid, communication aid, I mm-hmm. think is the way they frame mm-hmm. it. And so... You and I went through this, and we're going to talk about the experience. Yeah. And now the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smr.fm slash academy. Um, we just finished No Nut November. And I'm going to well, let that just kind of hang out there Did for you a and I bit. finish it, or <laughs> is it just that well, it just passed by because now it's December. We weren't official participants that I am aware of. Yeah. So the phraseology, I'd say clarify the phraseology. Well, for that, people are going to have to tune into the extended content today, but we're going to talk about, uh, it's a, it's an annual thing that has started years ago and has kind of become a bigger popular thing online of where you take the whole month of November and, uh, no masturbation to ejaculation is basically what it was talking about. Okay. And so I'm going to propose, what if that's actually dangerous? So all that's coming up right after this. Okay. The holidays are here, which is perfect timing for today's sponsor, OneSkin. We all know that with the holiday fun and festivities comes stress and harsh weather that can really take a toll on your skin. But thanks to OneSkin's disruptive approach that targets skin aging at the source, you can finish off 2023 with your skin at its healthiest. What makes OneSkin the best? Their products are powered by a groundbreaking peptide, OS1, which is the first ingredient scientifically proven to prevent the accumulation of aged, senescent cells, the primary culprit behind skin aging. The real magic? OS1 has actually been proven in the lab to actually reduce the biological age of skin by several years, meaning it not only prevents, but slows down skin aging, leaving you with healthier, more hydrated, and glowing skin. I've been using OneSkin for a while now and really love the eye topical supplement 
and the face topical supplement because it, it makes my now menopausal skin, which has been changing, uh, so much so much better. Um, Corey's laughing at me right now because of that. OneSkin just launched their mini bu- bundles, which include the face and eye topical supplement, body lotion, and cleanser, which all come in a cute travel bag. If you're traveling this winter, OneSkin has your mini skincare essentials covered. And if you're gifting this holiday season, OneSkin's mini bundles are the perfect stocking stuffers. For a limited time, our listeners can enjoy an exclusive 15% off OneSkin products using the code SMR when you check out at oneskin.co. This holiday season, give yourself and your loved ones a head start on New Year's resolutions to swap their skincare for skin longevity. Go to oneskin.co and use our code SMR. We've made it to December which means it's time for 12 Days of Deals at Honey Love, our go-to for bras and shapewear. December 1st through the 12th, Honey Love will be dropping new limited-time deals nearly every day, so don't miss out. It's holiday season. I'm especially thankful for Honey Love because there's nothing worse than suffering caused by uncomfortable bras or shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized the bra and shapewear game. Say goodbye to uncomfortable underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, you won't want to take it off. As for their shapewear, they use targeted compression technology so you can wear effective shapewear without feeling like you're suffocating. You'll immediately feel and see the difference. Get yourself the gift of comfort and support at a discounted rate. Or give this gift to someone else you love. I'm treating myself and some family members to comfort from Honey Love this holiday season. I mean, really, how many of our 79-year-old moms go out and buy their own bra? I'm picking her up a couple for this holiday season. Visit honeylove.com slash SMR to shop their once-a-year December deals and save up to 20% off site-wide at honeylove.com slash SMR this month only. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. It's time to ditch the underwire for good. Thanks to Honey Love. So before we get started uh, on the our intimate choices worksheets that we mm-hmm. work through, mm-hmm. uh, it's the holiday season. And so uh, I'm curious. I came across this on, on the intro webs this past week <laughs> that uh, was just talking about uh, holiday etiquette as it pertains to travel and your sex life. Okay. Right. And so one of the questions, there were several different questions that were posed and then some experts that they used for this article chimed in with their thoughts. And so I'm curious what you think about this of, is it rude to have sex in someone else's home as an overnight guest? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I'm curious why anyone would think that would be rude. I guess how you go about your sex life. Might absolutely don't don't be intrusive on someone else's sleep, right? Because walls can be thin in some homes, particularly some of the childhood homes we may have grown up in. There uh-huh. can be this idea, creaky of, beds. Ooh, we get a chance to go back to the house I grew up in. I'm gonna just wear that room out finally. You know that that can be a thread. Could be of of some of the thoughts, and there also could be if you're bringing in a suitcase of paraphernalia that you're going to be using, and it's like, oh, you guys brought a lot of bags. Yeah, we did. You know. 
Well, really? who cares about the paraphernalia <laughs> if, if it's not being flaunted in someone's face, quite Fair. honestly. Fair. But, it, the, I mean, the main premise being be respectful of, of your surroundings. So what did their experts say? Uh, one That was the biggest one. It's just like be, be mindful of the etiquette. They agree it's okay. Yeah. Right? But be mindful of your etiquette. Yeah. If you're normally a little more loud and robust in your lovemaking... We'll tone it down a little bit. Wouldn't that be the same even if everybody was coming to your house? I mean, if usually, if I have nobody else in the house other than the two of us, and we're usually quite uh, robust in our lovemaking. Right. And I've got family coming to town. Well, I'd be be respectful of other people coming into my house, too. Sometimes on that thread, though, I think some people would be like, they're coming to my house. So... I think I think people well, can take different stances on that. Well, that's one attitude to have. As we always say to our kids, look at your surroundings. Yes, be aware of your surroundings. Be aware <laughs> of your surroundings. And what statement do you want to make about right. yourself? Right. And, yeah. So I think, but it's it's an interesting conversation because yeah. I think that you can every single one of us needs to have in our repertoire. I think the ability to ha- experience tender, loving sex. It's a little more intimate, not as exaggerated possibly yeah right but it, that, but you can still have some really good encounters with yeah. one another absolutely because so the next question was uh are more babies conceived during the holidays oh i have no idea actually there are really yeah because well there's two different factors one holidays is typically a universal people get a lot of time off yeah so vacation time so you're, you're yep. together a whole lot more yeah and then the second one is it gets there's a lot lot more ex- percentage of darkness in your days so you're home more inside and it's colder and so you're in the northern more. hemisphere yeah. true well yeah that's that's a fair point but it, they do talk about that in june july you know there's an element of a little bit mini baby boom if wait you will. june july this would have to be oh, september october right you're right i just looked down and saw that because they're talking about the southern hemisphere actually, because that's where it, the reverse is true in the Southern Hemisphere. Okay. June, July, that's right. when they have the Thank bigger you. baby boom. Of course, boom. my math wife is going <laughs> to... Wait, that does not add up. Yeah, uh, well, I, and, I are and, a math whiz, And right? anybody else out there who knows how to <laughs> add count. months count. You're, you're just going to say count. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the last question, uh, do sex toys make good stocking stuffers? That's pretty funny, because uh, how? Where do you open your stockings? Right. Right. Who are you surrounded with when and, you when you unleash these things? And the advice here things? was discretion matters. Yeah. On but, how it's presented. Yeah. And what you provide, and obviously this doesn't necessarily just mean for extended families. It can mean for a spouse, right? You could get it for a spouse. Sure, sure. But are we opening about, our stockings? I'm going to get my. You know what? I'm getting my parents today this year for Christmas, right. babe. You know. The, <laughs> But are we opening our stockings with our, right. you know, 15 and 16 year olds? Right. And, but here's here's the one thing that I thought was great that uh, if you want to add some fun to your bedroom repertoire, fantastic. Right. That can be a fun mm-hmm. gift. But if your spouse has said they have no interest in certain toys, giving that will be uh, ignoring 
their wishes, right? There's this element of Fair. I'm going to do it even though you said I'm not interested. Right. You know, so even, no matter how big of a bow you put on it, it yeah. still wouldn't be a good gift. <laughs> so to go back to it, I say, yes, it would be a good stocking stuffer. Mm-hmm. But it's back to the keep in mind where do you open your stockings? And and who you're giving it to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, because I think there's an element of just... But it's just... These are fun conversations, yeah. I think, to recognize how... You know, what, what could you do with this aspect of your marriage that enhances and keeps this part of the dynamic? Yeah. Because I think that's, that's really important, yeah. which then leads us to what you and I went through, which this is the worksheet, Our Intimate Choices. Yeah. Uh, it came out in 2007, actually. Okay. And so it's been around a while. I was introduced to it uh, early on in the first, the beginning years of Sexy Marriage Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've referenced it several times, but you and I have ac- actually never worked through this. Yeah, not until now. And and I, I think you made a comment that someone in the um, academy. Someone in the nation actually just posted this just as posted a link. It, and and, and so we'll it, repost the link to it on the show notes yeah. today. So. so kind of ironic that that couple had just gone through it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really cool communication tool that it starts out. It's really to facilitate conversation between the spouses, mm-hmm. right? And their very first section is establishing boundaries. Where's each of you? You do these separately. You don't sit there and fill it out together. You do right. it separately so you're just working from here's where I am. Mm-hmm. And then you come together and chat about it. And it gives you some good guidelines behind that. But I love the starting out with just establishing boundaries to figure out Where's kind of our lines in the sand? Mm-hmm. Um, but there might be some things in here that you never thought about or never thought about actually ever discussing with your spouse. So it kind of puts some clarity out there. Absolutely. And one of the big caveats that I think is worth noting about the, the entirety of how they approach this is the very beginning of it when you're talking about boundaries. It's also it incorporates your boundaries as it pertains to your faith and your moral structure. Right. It's not just comfort level. But they take into account both. Absolutely, they do. But there's a lot of things I've come across that are designed like this, but they don't incorporate uh, morality as far as a biblical framework or a character that's based in something spiritual. It's, it's more of just a, would you be comfortable with this act or not? Which obviously, I think most of our morals comes into the equation of how we define what I'm going to be comfortable doing or not. But this makes you actually look at some of the different acts and decide, is this okay with my moral belief? Which I think comes into play real importantly when two spouses are trying to figure out what do, what am I okay doing? And mm-hmm. maybe I haven't thought through why is it that I'm uncomfortable with it? Right. Maybe I haven't been able to put to paper um, why that is. And this, I think this kind of helps define that and helps give clarity to your spouse too, mm-hmm. to maybe deal with things better. Absolutely. Right. So you, so you're setting the boundaries uh, and then you're just going in and talking about preferences, whether it be, um, you know, foreplay, general things, they walk you through all kinds of scenarios where you talk about specifics. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I want sp- certain do I want certain aspects of my body touched? Do I not? And it, it, and then you come together and you compare the two. Right. And there's encouragement in the directions of 
um, you know, no judging on this. If you can ask questions. Great, great point to, to that they have at the very beginning of their instructions. Yeah. Of when you have this conversation, it's a no, it's a judgment free zone initially. Yeah. Cause you can imagine you, it, if you're judged on something, you're going to, sh- your spouse is going to shut down right, right Absolutely. away. And so the conversation's going nowhere. Mm-hmm. So it's asking those questions. Okay. Help me understand more about this. And, and you can dive into that a little more. This is the time just to figure things out, not to say, um, this is the end of the line for us. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't sure where to go with that word. No, I get you. Um, so it's a great tool to, to go from there. Do you want to, um, just jump into. Yeah. Details I, I, of a it? couple, a couple of things I would add to it just because it's, it's really designed. This, this is my takeaway of overall mm-hmm. of how I would view this experience. Uh, it's really designed to help us learn what are the differences as we, as we have defined them rather than keeping them as kind of this ethereal thing out there that we can't clearly define. We just know, well, she's not going to like that, but we've never specifically said, are you okay with this or not? Like the actual defined act or body part or role or word. I mean, cause there's even a section in there. What words are you comfortable with? as it pertains to body parts right, and not what's off board, what's on board and not. And, yeah. and so it's, it's really the way I, the way this in, hit me, Pam was, this was a easy structure to start just walking through as we did this of, we just, well, here's what I put for these answers. What'd you, and anything we were different on, we defined it on what the yeah. difference actually was. Yeah. Right. You answered a here. I answered C, huh? Okay. Why is that? What's that about? Where's that come from? And then you can clarify because obviously some of these different wordings of things, you know, we would light spanking. What does that even mean? You know, your definition of it could be different than what my definition of it is. Right. And so it's getting clarity of the differences here is Mm -hmm. what makes this such a powerful tool. Because now I realize what we're really what what is the real gap and what isn't that wasn't I thought was a gap but it's really is it's really not, not much of a gap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was the first thing that jumped out to me was just recognizing this is a really good way to clarify. Yeah, we're on board with this and no, we're not really as much as I thought here. Mm-hmm. Or I mean one of the big things that jumped out to me and I'm not giving away details cuz it's just between you and I is a couple of ones that I was like I didn't think she'd be interested but She's saying she is. Maybe I need to test that out. See if she's bluffing. You know? <laughs> I wasn't bluffing. I didn't do any bluffing on this. I, I would believe you. But that, that's some of the stuff that jumped out to me was the importance of this being it helps give us a, a better, more succinct language as it pertains to this intimate act of our life. Mm-hmm. Because... Every single human being is going to come at this aspect of their life with some levels of anxiety and trepidation mm-hmm. at times mm-hmm. because we have an accurate enough map to know, oh, they want to do that. Oh, they want, you know, yeah. and it's usually based off of something that I extrapolated from some truth. Sure. 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 Because there was some thought way back that was shared or some reaction that happened years and years or, ago. Or truth in your mind, because that's how you read an experience before. Well, and, and even back then, though, I mean, because we've got 30 years together with this as at the time of this recording. And so the first 10 
we didn't really know. I, I mean, on that, I didn't really know what I was doing. I knew what how to make sex happen and what it was about, but I didn't know the depth and the intricacies of it. And First so I 15 would, years for me on that. So I, fair enough. Maybe I was being generous with my knowledge on the 10 year note, but, but it's recognizing I would read you and I can still have Matt, you know, Pam 1.0 going on in my head yeah. as I approach Pam 6.0 yeah. here in 20, at the end of 2023. Yeah. Right. And so it's realizing this gives a clarity of, man, I'm still way behind. Mm-hmm on some of these. And that's incredibly beneficial because I think a lot of people, higher desires, let me speak for them. I think higher desires can have a lot of trepidation of how do I even bring these subjects up? Well, do this clarification. (laughs) And, but I'm curious as lower desires, Mm -hmm. would you think that this is something like, Oh, now I'm just going to be asked to do more. Or I think this can be something really beneficial to help it realize. Now I can get a real clear distinction of here's what I am comfortable with. Here's what I'm not. No, for me it was a it was the the latter. It's oh, here's what I'm comfortable with and and going through this we, you know, we have that we've always said higher desire, low desire, one's not better than the other. Right. But there's still that I'm the lower desire and, and kind of feeling inferior. And when as I'm feeling this out, I'm like I'm pretty good here. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's hey, I'm I'm into pretty much all the same stuff you are, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's not that I, again, it goes back to the, there's, it's not that there's no desire. It's just lower compared to you. And there's a lot of good things on here. It gave me more confidence, I would say. Perfect. So any other things that kind of jumped out to you that were like, wow, I kind of, that really helped me and us. Like, I, I'm not trying to get into the specifics of, hey, yeah. what'd you answer for question six? Pam? Right. You know, we're, not, we're not doing that because I think that's what makes the, that's where we come with Sexy Marriage Radio and the sacredness of married sex is a secret life between you and your spouse, a secret language between you and your spouse. It's something you only share with you and your spouse. And so there's an element of, I think, elegance with this that helps round out the narrative in there. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, that's the encouragement we'd have for a lot of couples is mm-hmm. use this as a, as a springboard into a better framing of this aspect of your marriage. But I'm curious, as you, as you went through this, and we went through this together, because we've got a, this is where it's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm not sure how this equates to members of the nation, particularly ones that maybe just now are finding us. So, hey, welcome. Glad you found us. But um, they may not. Uh, one of the things I come across a lot as a therapist is I can do this with my spouse, but we can't, we don't talk about this. And so even just getting, to I can that do sex point, with my yeah, spouse, but sex. I don't talk about we have sex, sex, but we don't talk about likes, don't likes all of that. Yeah. And so I think that's the power of this is it gives a framework to test it out. Mm-hmm. But I'm also curious from your standpoint, what anything stood out to you, of the exercise as a whole or was surprising to you other than your statement of well, we're a whole lot more on the same page than maybe I even thought. Well, and I think it's funny cause you know, here we are, we have this podcast together. And so there's a lot of things that we, we talk about, um, anyway, but walking through this it's, and walking through specifics of the act, specifics of foreplay that you like or don't like specifics of, 
wear touches that you don't like or don't like specifics of what turns you on or doesn't Mm -hmm. turn you on. And it's not that we've ever gone through and had this checklist to get more, really more clarity on where I am, more clarity Mm -hmm. on where you are and to understand you more in that regard. Um, and, and really in our situation, it was more for me, a confirmation of, okay, we're really in step in this. And I really liked that. That was mm-hmm. a, that is good. That was a, a build for me. Um, and, but it, I think it, it just brings connection with us talking. So those are kind of the standouts to me of, um, it was much easier than I thought it was going to be as far as not uncomfortable. Right. And, um, I just felt a connection just by walking through and, and seeing and, that and we're we getting more on the did, same page. And we even started the conversation with this while heading to go get, to fill up one of the cars, you know? So we were just driving, having this conversation to start it. <laughs> so Yeah. I mean, it doesn't so have it could to be, be a very casual. It doesn't have to be yeah. a very intense thing, but yeah. here's, here's the two things that jumped out to me. One is answering these questions now at 52 years old mm-hmm. versus what uh, what answers would I have had at 32 or 22 when we first got married? Right. That's how old I was. On one of the questions being, when you touch me, fill in the blank, I'm instantly ready for sex. I'm like, I don't know if anything nowadays gets me instantly ready for sex. I'm <laughs> it 52. takes build up. It I takes got, some build up. I need a little more time. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was 22, oh, you could have just looked at me and there, it might have gone, right. right, let's go right now. Right, but, exactly. So that was one. It's just kind of funny to think of, because that, again, that's the old map. Yeah. That I can get to where it's like, well, hold on, that used to, and now what's wrong with me? And I start yeah. pity partying and, oh, everything's ruined. And blah, rather than, wait, hold on a second. There's a different thing going on here. Yeah. I'm a different person, so I need to adjust as well. Yeah. But then the other thing that jumped out to me, and this is just me personalizing it with you, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm looking at my answers on some of these where on one of the sections, I actually didn't even answer the individual lines. I just wrote yes real big on the outside. I like all of these. Right. <laughs> and so it's like one of me one of my questions that I ponder from that of just looking back at that and reflecting while we were talking is is that actually a good thing for me or not? Do I need to to just if, say yes if to I'm, all? If I'm too broad on oh anything, everything goes. Let's yeah. Does it make anything really, really special then? You know, it's just, I don't, it's a thought process I'm going through. Okay. Because I'm also wondering, am I too easy to read? Because if, if you read me all the time as, oh, he's going to be ready for anything, anytime, when, no, that's not necessarily always true. It's oh, so, I think you're being hard on yourself there. Well, I, I get it, but that's, I like that you're thoughtful. But that's when you the think exercise that, that I'm using from this as yeah. somebody that's been doing a podcast on this subject for over 12 years. Yeah, I think there's still benefit to look at what's the uniqueness, what's the sophistication, what's the narrowness of what does what do things really, really mean versus is it just an act in and of itself? Mm-hmm. Because we've said this before, and I'll say it again, just for the sake of the audience and the nation. Um, 
There is a huge difference between quantity of sex in my mind versus quality of sex in my mind. Mm -hmm. And quality is usually less defined by what we actually do. Yeah. It's who we are in the doing it. It's the both being engaged. It's both, it's the power play between us. It's the spiritual realm that's a part of it. It's, it's the otherness and the selfishness Mm -hmm. that's a part of it. It's, you know, there's a whole lot more of following a connection. That's what I think makes the blessed few levels of sex. Because I think as Schnars would term it, when you're talking about blessed few, that's not about what they do or don't do. It's who they are as people in the doing and don't doing. Right. It's the recovering yeah. well. And yeah. that, that's the stuff that jumps out to me is to look at it as, OK, this is a fantastic. Let me give you a frame. But I'm wondering, do I need to refine my frame a little bit, too, just to be cleaner on it? Because what I had attached to it long ago may not be what it is now. And I need to do that work to mm-hmm. examine that so you can update your map of me, just like I'm trying to update my map of you. Mm-hmm. Anything else jump out before we head on back and practice some of these things? (laughs) Right. Well, it's been nice to be back in the mothership with you, Pam. It's fabulous to be here. (laughs) Fabulous. Yeah, this, this has been fun. Uh, if, so again, if, if you like what we got going on here, uh, we're making a personal plea to you, uh, jump out and leave comments now that we're back under sexy marriage radio. Because comments are what help us climb the charts fastest, help us get back in the flow of where we used to be back in the sexuality category. Because we did shift with Passionately Married, we switched, we switched over to the relationship world in the mm-hmm. categorization of iTunes and Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Now we're going back to the sexuality. So rating and reviewing the show and particularly leaving comments is what helps us climb the charts and spread the word mm-hmm. even more. And then also uh, transcripts are available on each of the episodes pages at SMR Nation. Man, look at that! I'm I'm gonna ju- I'm gonna stumble all over website addresses now right. for a little bit. <laughs> SMR.FM. Each episode you can find transcripts available and show notes of the, uh, on the pages. There's also advertisers deals and discount codes that you can find. So please consider supporting those who help support the show. So however you took some time out to come join us again. At Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you next time.